0: All bad things. Tragedies,
1: disasters. That's bad things.
0: Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Yeah. (laughs) No nonsense. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email AllBadThingsPod at gmail.com. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I By the time this episode comes out, we maybe some of us in the All Bad Things anti-capitalist holiday gift exchange extravaganza bonanza <laughs> will have received our gifts. Maybe a couple of us. Yes. Um, I assigned it was so fun. I assigned all our little recipients today. Nice. Very fun. Uh, 35 total people participating, including us and 19 of the exchanges are international ones.
1: Oh, very nice. To people
0: in different countries. Okay, know, which I think is super cool. Yeah. so
1: that shows the the bulk of our of our international reach.
0: <laughs>
1: We're everywhere.
0: Yes. Um, Not
1: really, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have some Aussie and New Zealand fans. Uh, Bruce in the Falkland Islands. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I had to look up (laughs) where that was. Um, uh, UK, Canada, US. I think those are the countries participating this year. If you didn't get to participate this year, um, I'll probably be delusional enough to do this again next year. There we go. (laughs) So do not fear. Ah, what you drinking?
1: I am drinking my favorite national local beer.
0: Festive national local and beer. Very much it has so. Little, little. Uh... I know it's a pint. Oh. Eh? In the little classy aluminum can. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's how I roll.
0: <laughs> I so I have a thing about I I enjoy. Oh, I'm I'm drinking what I was drinking last time because we recorded just crumble to the, Crumbled the core. Crumble to the core by. Uh, Deep River, out of Johnson Cammy. hmm uh, Clayton. Sorry <laughs> to get it back in the koozie here. <laughs> um,
1: That's a specifically made pint koozie. It
0: is. It's a very tall... Oh, and it's from Deep River, yes, too. it is. So it's a Deep River beer and a mm-hmm. Deep River koozie. So I like drinking, like, soft drinks, beer, and stuff. I like drinking it cold out of a can, It's, like, my thing. I don't know why. And I'll drink beer out of a bottle, too. I like that. So anytime someone offers me a glass, I'm like, no, if it's cold, I'm I'm just going to drink it out of the bottle or the can. And I remember the first time your mom visited, like, Mm -hmm. when I met her for the first time. And uh, we had a beer for her. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me get you a beer. (laughs) I put it in a koozie and handed it to her. And she was like... (laughs) Well, I'd like it in a glass. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sue, if you're listening. (laughs) And because it was the first time I was meeting her, I'm like, oh, she must think like I'm some classless bitch.
1: (laughs) What are you doing with that koozie?
0: (laughs) Why don't you stand on the end, dear, so we can cut you out of the picture (laughs) if necessary.
1: (laughs) I I guarantee you before we got engaged there are pictures where you knowingly or not are standing at the end of the photo just just mm-hmm. in case just in case <laughs> the scissors had <laughs> <scissors>. come out <laughs>
0: hey i turned I still, out somewhat normal i still <laughs> Made it into the Christmas card yes, before did. we were legally married. Yes. That is an accomplishment. That was a goal. Mm-hmm. I remember bragging to Dan about that. Like,
1: yes, because he did That
0: didn't even happen with you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the favorite in-law now? <laughs> yeah,
1: what, what were the odds that I turned out somewhat normal?
0: <laughs> well. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, uh, So I wanted to read. We have a... a A new one star review. Nice. And then I'm gonna read a new five-star review just to make us feel better and also just recognize that people. I feel fine about
1: the one-star reviews. I generally think they're they're funny.
0: Yeah, they're usually insulting to me specifically. That's not why
1: I think they're funny. (laughs) Like I I just I I don't care.
0: Well, this one is from Marion862, and it is titled They Are Unlistenable.
1: (laughs) So I listened to them.
0: This is my favorite part. Anytime somebody says this, it's like, well, why don't you go make your own podcast? All right. First, they make their own politics front and center. Not interested.
1: <laughs> somebody started with the 2000 election. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was just last week, so yeah, Possibly. This is the this is the best. <laughs> hey, we, we we
1: put out a warning. There was several trigger warnings in that episode. We're like, like, if you don't like our politics, like this is not oh, the episode yeah. for you.
0: Oh my god. Okay. They clearly have disdain for the U.S., so not sure why they choose <laughs> to continue living here. <laughs> okay, honey, you're right. We do. Clearly do. And also Fuck you and your fucking classist privileged position that if someone doesn't like where they live, they can just somehow up and move. I like. Why don't you go ahead and emigrate somewhere? See how easy it is to get a visa, the cost of everything. Oh, and guess what? You still get to file U.S. taxes. You do. Like, fuck you for thinking as a fucking privileged asshole that this is somehow a simple thing to do. Well,
1: I really enjoy where I live. I, I love this area. I love her house.
0: That's fine. I'm just it's, saying. I, I'm talking,
1: but what's but what people, when they say that, what they're like, you don't like it, then just leave. It's like, it's not like I'm making baseless criticisms. That's right. On our country. It's not like I don't like it because I just surely don't like it. Because mm-hmm. I don't like it because I think we can do better and I want to help to change things. That's the scope that... But those people, because it's just so easy to be like, well, then just go. By the way, if you're a Trump supporter bitching today, Mm -hmm. why don't you just go? Yeah. So easy. Bye-bye. You don't want to live here. Oh, that's right. You made the same threats under Obama and you stayed.
0: But this person is a troll, and the next sentence will will prove it. (laughs) Secondly, her voice is very annoying. (laughs) Again, I'd like to point out, like, look... Whatever the fuck, I am secure enough to not give a shit what fuckfaces on the internet think. But I would just like to point out how many people refer to me as she and her in these one-star reviews when I say my fucking name at the beginning of every fucking episode. Like, this this is a deliberate, either deliberate or subconscious choice to literally dehumanize me as a woman. And everyone who does that, you can go fuck yourself, you (laughs) baseless human. Just like, what the fuck are you even doing existing in a a modern space when you can't even refer to a human as their name when they introduce themselves? Like, fuck you. Uh, Definitely not made for podcasting, (laughs) apparently. So thank you, Marion. I'm the most annoying person of all time. And I have an annoying voice, not made for podcasting. I'd love to hear your voice, Marion. Why don't you send me an audio message? Love that for you. Uh, The topic is a great one. We cover multiple ones, so I'm not sure what she means. Yeah, which one? And I'd been so hopeful they'd be good. I wholeheartedly (laughs) do not recommend them. Well, Marion, thanks for your thoughts. She was hoping
1: for us anyway at one point.
0: (laughs) Because it was a good topic. I'm guessing she listened to a episode. Um, all right. And then this is from OB92 because they're going to balance out the the jerks. Uh, sticking it to the one star reviewers. I It's a five star. I enjoy listening to this podcast to and from my disaster of a career every day. I'm sorry, OB. <laughs> Thanks for the great entertainment. Aw, you're welcome. That's really nice. Yes.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. And to everyone who takes the time out to leave us a nice review, that's really kind and very encouraging. And not just reviews, like emails, messages, joining our Facebook group, all that. I cannot tell you how encouraging that is. And for everyone who takes the time to write a one-star review, what are you even (laughs) doing with your fucking life? Get a fucking grip and move on. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers. (laughs) That's what happens when two aluminum cans clink.
1: (laughs) So what doth we have on the docket today?
0: We have a listener script on the docket tonight. So we will both be learning about this topic. Um, As I said, I'm hoarding multiple scripts by listeners for tax season. But I actually, I had a topic that I was going to research, like kind of in a time crunch over just a couple days and i looked into it and i will mention it once i do cover it um but there's a person a a doctor of some academia who wrote a full-blown book on this disaster and published it for free on his website nice and i i was like shit, if somebody's taking the time to do this and give all this great research for free, I don't want to just blow through it. Yeah, I don't want to blow through mm-hmm. it. In fact, I'm kind of vacillating on the idea of, like, maybe seeing if we can reach out to him. And sure. maybe do a little interview or something. Yeah. Or, like, a follow-up or something. Like, cover the disaster and then do, a, a like, a little I would almost, interview or something.
1: I would almost... Uh, <clears throat> Retend have to him, him to co-host.
0: Have him, yeah, yeah. Maybe present if he. I mean, <clears throat> this is like a. <laughs> this is like a British professor <laughs> of something. I'm hey, sure whatever. he's like. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm terribly sorry. What is your What is your podcast?
1: <laughs> Am I going to get a spot of tea out of this?
0: <laughs> oh, now he'll definitely want to yes, do it. Yes, <laughs> we'll
1: send you tea. <laughs>
0: Um, so anyway, I just didn't want to rush through it and we got a, a new listener script. So I was like, yeah, that will be getting too soon. So I was like, okay, let me just replace this week's topic. I'll do that later. Let me, let me replace this week's topic with one of the listener scripts now that we got one that can sort of like replace it. So, so this one was, um, submitted a while back. This is back in February and this is a returning listener uh, for research, this is Leanne. Oh, nice. So Leanne yes. did the Winter Cherry Shopping Center. That's what it Center. was. Do you yep. remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mall fire, that awful mall fire. So That took
1: place in Russia, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's where we're going today. Oh, wow, we're going back.
1: Back, back to back Russia. Back to
0: the USSR. Yes. Well, actually, no, this is Russia. I'm This kidding. is post... I was just going with okay. the, the song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Choba BCCCP. Um, (laughs) that's the, like, the Russian transliteration, whatever. Anyway, uh, this is another fire in Russia. Oh, damn.
1: She likes a Russian fire, doesn't she? She
0: does. Well, she she mentioned it in the Winter Cherry episode, Mm -hmm. apparently. I do not recall this, but I trust her that she did. Um, so she started this email with, hey, I did the nightclub fire episode I mentioned in the Winter Cherry episode. (laughs) So, fantastic. Thank you, Leanne. I
1: think I do remember that, actually.
0: That she mentioned, you remember the name?
1: I don't, but I. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a disaster and a half. That one. Yeah. That, that that was a memorable one, one for me. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um. So this is the story of the lame horse nightclub fire. So mm. we're getting back to another nightclub fire. Mm-hmm. We'll basically we just, never we just
1: left one. <laughs>
0: we well we did the Cro yes. Yeah. Um.
1: So now we're back to another one.
0: There and there's still dozens more oh, to do. Way it's way more to go.
1: We've done quite a few of them, though. We, I've I mean, done a
0: few. We did our Coconut inaugural. Grove. I
1: was going to say our inaugural episode.
0: The station. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. We have done the Coconut Grove, and we did the Iroquois Theater.
0: Mm-hmm. Similar, mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't a nightclub, but it was not.
1: But it was a. Anyway, these are horrible.
0: They are. They are. There's no Well, it's a it's a podcast called All Bad Things. I'm it not. is. All right. So the lame horse fire happened on December fifth, two thousand nine, around oh, Wow. Yeah, this okay. is just like eleven years ago. Actually, holy shit. We're recording this on December fifth.
1: And say, well, this is exactly, eleven years to okay. the day.
0: Oh wow. I'm
1: like, I don't Jeez. I don't know dates anymore. <laughs> now that I, <laughs> I work overnights com- again.
0: Right? I think this is coming out on the fourteenth. But yeah, we're recording this on the anniversary. Wow. December fifth, two thousand nine, around one a.m. local time, at a nightclub whose name translates to "Lame Horse," in and thank you so much, Leanne. She did inline pronunciation guides. Prm Russia, killing one hundred fifty six people Jesus. and injuring seventy eight. Mm. It was the deadliest fire to happen in Russia since the fall of the Soviet Union. Wow. Mm. Um, I
1: so, Yeah, so definitely more than the uh the mall fire.
0: Yeah, I guess so cuz that yeah. was post. It was. Soviet and I
1: want to say it was it was. Okay. And I want to say it was like 50 some casualties, now that that's great. You have
0: such a better memory than I do. Like I turn and burn these things. <laughs> that's a horrible turn of phrase for the fire, but you know what I mean. Um Yeah, I I googled like I did an image search for this disaster and a trigger warning. Maybe don't do that unless you want to see bodies on the ground because, mm. yeah, it was pretty awful. So Geography Corner. Piarm is the administrative center, the capital, of Piarm and has a population of about 1.5 million people. The formal term for a state in Russia is a federal subject. Some of them are called an oblast. We have. We've We've covered uh, that. Yep. Um, A a cry or a republic. PR.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I know,
0: right? Like different districts. Well, different places do things so differently. Even in the states, like...
1: They do, There
0: are um, parishes in some states versus counties. That's true, but
1: I thought this was talking more about, like, but we have states, You know what I mean? And this, like, I don't know. It sounded Mm. to me like it, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I know. A category of a state is kind of different.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Perm is located on the banks of the Kama River, just west of the Ural Mountains, which Which divide. Covered. That's. I think that's the Datlav Pass. It is. Was in the Urals. Yeah. Which divide the European part of Russia from Siberia to the east. The Kama River is the largest tributary of the Volga River, which itself is the largest river in Europe and is the most famous river in Russia. Hmm. It'd be really cool to go to Russia one day. It would. Yeah. Um, visit Edward Noon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: Because I'm, I'm sure we can just go and see oh, him. Oh,
0: sure. <laughs> Not like he's hiding <laughs> or going anything. Going on, Ed. <laughs> the Kama River splits the city into two parts with a majority of the city, including this nightclub, being on the left bank of the river. Piarm is east and a little north of Moscow, and at the same latitude as southern Sweden or Juneau, Alaska. Okay. The winters are long, moderately snowy, and pretty cold, with temperatures rarely getting above freezing during the day. Not oh, God. And at night, it's barely above zero Fahrenheit. Nothing. No <laughs> sounds very cold. So the, that was geography, Corner. Now also sounds on to like history. where I grew up. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Pjarm was founded in 1723 and officially declared a city in 1781. Before that, the area was inhabited since ancient times by Finnic people who call themselves Komi, but were called by medieval Russians Pjarm, which itself most likely came from another Finnic language, meaning faraway land, although no one really knows for sure. Hmm. The Komi people still live in the area and have their own republic just north of Pjarm Krai. Their language is spoken by about 200,000 people and is recognized as an official regional language by the Russian government. 35 languages are recognized as official regional languages, but only Russian is recognized as the official language of the whole country. Hmm. Hmm. Leon knows a shit ton about Russia. I guess. It's very... I, I like it when people who know what they're talking about it's do It's fun, right? Research. I know, uh, as uh, opposed unlike, to us. Unlike us. Hmm. <laughs> In 1720, Tsar Peter the Great ordered one of his lieutenants to oversee the construction of smelter plants for copper and silver ores from the... I don't know why this one is tripping me up tonight. Ural Mountains. One of those smelter plants became the nucleus of what is today modern Pyarm. Future Tsars continued to build up the city, including building a line of the Trans-Siberian Railroad through there. Mm, Okay. Uh, isn't that the isn't that the name of that Christmas band Trans Siberian Orchestra? Orchestra, no, yeah, <laughs> not railroad, railroad orchestra. I have. It'd be
1: cooler if it was the Trans Siberian Railroad Orchestra. Yeah, <laughs> like, if, like, if, like if engineers and conductors actually had a band. Yeah.
0: Well, conductors, there's conductors in trains and in music. Right? So there you go. Um, They could
1: play it, like, while they were on the train.
0: (laughs) Do you remember when Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Mannheim Steamroller were, like, huge at Christmas?
1: I think they still are. Are they? I think. I don't know.
0: I just remember like. The I haven't Colorado. heard any of
1: it this year. I know yeah. I haven't heard it but it's like in a while. Because I don't think people are really up for like a uh, pop metal versions of Christmas <laughs> songs this year. Like it's been a kind of sad year, so we'll, we'll wait till next year to get back to those. But the we eyes.
0: heard last Christmas in like mid November. Remember that mm-hmm. we were out somewhere, mm-hmm. like really in a store or something. Because they... I
1: think people are just ready to get this year over with.
0: <laughs> and, and especially <laughs> like the sad last Christmas. Yeah. Gave me my heart. Isn't that the this last Christmas challenge, right? Is can you make it through a whole Christmas season without hearing that song? And the answer is just no. It's no. Oh, hold on. Uh-oh. It's this is going to distract finicky? me. Uh, it's fine.
1: Okay.
0: It's fine. Sorry, Go. computer. We need to. <laughs> we need to get a new computer.
1: Okay, computer.
0: Okay. <laughs> um. So by the 19th century, Piarm became a major trade and industrial center with a population of more than 20,000 people in the 1860s. Which
1: astonishes me. Like, it's a place where it's literally never warm.
0: Right, and yet thousands <laughs> and 20, of people live there. And 20,000
1: people show up. It's like, what were, the other, were the other options that much worse?
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, we were talking about this just before we started recording. Like, that there are still people who live in New England... <laughs> so, in and Canada and really but cold places. But
1: it's not, literally, they had no electricity. It's different. Fair it's, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. They so had
0: to use, like, whale blubber to stay warm or something. And they
1: had to, like, build their own shit. And uh, yeah, no thanks. hmm. I don't want to live anywhere in 1790. Oh, Jesse. And it's okay. He just, he just wants them to get up.
0: I know, but why does he do it like that?
1: Well, because he's the older brother. That's why. Can we get back to the story?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody (laughs) cares about our
1: cats.
0: (laughs) The city also had several metallurgy, paper, military munitions, and steamboat producing factories.
1: Those are big time, still big time industries today. So that's...
0: Military munitions, yeah, mm-hmm. paper, yep. Didn't you grow up in I a town across from Across a the
1: river from a paper, paper factory, mill.
0: yep. And it smells terrible, right? It
1: smells like farts. Ugh, it really nice. does. Okay. And there's people houses people's houses nearby.
0: Ugh. <laughs> this military industry made the city a prime target during the Russian Civil War by both the White Army and the Red Army from sure. 1917 till 1919 when the Red Army took the city. During World War II, a large number of tank factories were moved from eastern Ukraine to Pyarm for two reasons. One, it was far enough east to be considered safe from Nazi occupation, mm-hmm. and two, the city already had artillery and already had artillery and munitions industries.
1: I be, uh, that's why I know that I've watched documentaries of. Uh, the Nazis trying to get to this part of Russia, mm. and most of them die either of starvation or disease or freezing
0: because it's so it's so
1: remote, remote
0: and cold, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and it's just like most. I think I think for the most part they gave up on just trying to get there. Mm. Meanwhile, the Russians are just like, "Yep, we'll just keep cranking." The <laughs> we don't want to fuck with these people.
0: No, you know it's like the the I know it's in Western. Um, media in like movies and stuff it's like yeah you don't want to mess with the mob but you really don't want to mess with the Russian mob no you don't
1: <laughs> they don't have any like humanity Like
0: there, there's like, no like uh, an American mobster yeah.
1: won't shoot your dog uh, yeah a, a Russian mobster will like just to prove a point how much
0: experience do you have with the mob
1: uh, plenty <laughs> All, all, all the movies I've
0: watched. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. This this comes from Zero. the authority of watching Goodfellas like 97 times. That's a good
1: authority. <laughs> that's how everything. That's how the that's how the world works. Just like Goodfellas. Just like
0: Goodfellas. After World War II and during the Cold War, Piarm became a closed city due to its military industry. Sure. Foreigners were prohibited from entering closed cities, and local citizens were under stringent restrictions. They had to have special permission to travel there or leave. And anyone seeking residency was required to undergo vetting by the NKVD and its successor agency, the KGB. I was going to say, let me guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm guessing that became the KGB.
0: Yes. Uh, The KGB is like if the CIA were somehow... Worse than it is. This is the impression I get.
1: The CIA, the CIA is somehow worse than it is. I fair enough. I, I I'll I'll take the CIA over the KGB in, in this instance.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying is that if you had to, if you had if to, I be had to hunted, come out with my with
1: my perfect domestic spying agency, it'd be the CIA.
0: But well, domestic, yeah, which is not what they're supposed to be, but we know they are. Yeah. Hello, CIA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Maybe you'll learn something about building code.
0: But David, if we don't like the US, we should just move. That's all it yes. that's all there is to it. It was during the nineteen seventies that Pyarm's population reached one million people. The nineteen nineties was a very unstable time period for Pyarm, as it was for all of Russia mm-hmm. due or after the collapse of the Soviet Union. The city got into a budget war with the state government due to the lack of money there was to go around. This resulted in ambulance workers going on strike and the city being unable to keep the buses running or the street lights on at some mm-hmm. point. Mm. All right, so now we're going into the history of the nightclub. All right, uh, all right. Here is the history of the lame horse. The building was originally leased in 1996 by Alexander Titlianov, along with some... Is
1: Alexander spelled with an S? No. Oh, Mm -mm. so it's not Alexander.
0: No, it's spelled like you would expect. mm Yep. Along with some acquaintances of his under some pretty shady circumstances. It is not clear if the building was leased legally from local officials in the first place, but they did nothing to collect back taxes from Mr. Titlianov. In fact, up until the fire, the property had not been registered by PMKRI, tax authorities, and the owners never paid any taxes to them. Yeah, I don't so think off-the-books business.
1: And this would be uh, talk about a deep dive. I don't know if I'd ever want to get into this because it'd mm-hmm. be a lot of research. But the falling of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. uh, from a governmental standpoint, as far as agencies mm-hmm. and. It was, not, it, just, it was not, it just literally just kind of went away.
0: All dissolved, probably, yes. huh? Yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, there were <laughs> like actual bread lines and stuff like yeah. like we have here in the United States.
0: Well, that's called food insecurity because mm-hmm. for some reason no, I'm we talking haven't about, decided that's a human right. I'm
1: talking about because of COVID and the, the negligent response our government has had to it.
0: Well, but if we uh, had a good system to begin with, we wouldn't have gone. There. True. But you're right.
1: But uh, yeah, the, the fall of the Soviet Union was not good.
0: Well, no, no, I wouldn't think so. I mean, not that having the it was good for us, but it's really good for us. Fucking baitable. <laughs> but, I don't uh... know. Uh, so, uh, Leanne said, "I could not find any information on what." Oh, by the way, I'm reading this verbatim. This is all Leanne, but I'm just kind of reintroducing that she said this. I could not find any information on what the building was from 1996 till 2001, but probably at some point Tatyana bought brought on. Anatoly Zak to be a co-owner of the property, but Titlianov was still listed as the leaseholder. So Zak owned or had an interest in 28 commercial entities in the Pyarm area. Additionally, 18 pieces of property were believed to belong to him, including apartments, houses, and real estate, which he leased for profit. And everybody knows how great landlords are! That's me, that's not Leanne. They're the best. Oh, you know... (laughs) You know there I have a I have a slight struggle being an anti-capitalist tax preparer <laughs> that there are clients who want my advice on the possibility like say they move states or whatever of like should I just keep my old house and rent it out?
1: Well, we've talked about
0: that. Well, of course, yeah, we yeah. we yeah, we very much have yeah. and it's a it's a tempting thought, right? Although we have specifically talked about it, like, renting it out to my parents. (laughs) So a little more specific. But even
1: before that, we've talked about, well, what Mm -hmm. if we just held on to it?
0: You're right. And that's super tempting. And it's also really capitalist. Yeah,
1: well, just in the Mm. regards of not wanting to have to deal with it, I'd rather just sell it.
0: Yes. But but you know what it, it is also is the whole idea of capitalism hinges on property ownership. And who does own property and who doesn't.
1: Capital, period.
0: That's right. And not, not just
1: here. Worldwide. Depends that, on yep. homeownership. Yep. It really does.
0: Yep. Not dragging on any listener who's a landlord, by the way. Just um, don't evict any of your uh, tenants during a pandemic, please. Thank you. And please.
1: Oh, does that happen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some estimates said that his... So this is Zach... His properties were worth more than sixty million dollars. Jesus. Yeah, that's not that's not normal. The Lame Horse officially opened in December of two thousand one. We know this because the night of the fire, the club was celebrating its eighth anniversary. So the club's interior had an American southwestern theme.
1: Nice. I love it. <laughs>
0: that sounds tacky as shit.
1: Our influence cannot go far enough.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: I actually kind of wanted to I would want to go back in time and visit pre-fire obviously just to see what that looked like.
0: Well, let's let's listen to some descriptions with faux cowhide and burlap <laughs> canvas decorating the walls. And the ceiling had polystyrene oh. for sound insulation covered Jeez, uh, geez, with willow branches and twigs, otherwise known as kindling <laughs> i wonder how there
1: was a fire in this place i don't i can't
0: oh my god the amount did you, did
1: you say polystyrene yes that is actually a lyric in a radiohead song and a radiohead song i'm yeah. pretty
0: sure it just means like um uh foam or plastic of some uh, yeah sort. poly but, something but, is but like who would think to put plastic plastic. that into a song Radiohead. Exactly. <laughs> What's the guy who watched the Creep music video? What's the, the lead singer's name who Tom looked York. like he was 10? Thom oh, York. Right. Thom York, that's mm-hmm.
1: right. That The the polystyrene mm-hmm. is a lyric in the song. Um,
0: was that in the good Radiohead it days was. or in the electronic? on
1: their theory? second album. Um, why can't I think of the name of the song? Fake Plastic Trees.
0: Oh, okay, I've heard of that.
1: Hold on. Yeah, crack it. There you
0: go. <laughs> second one. Uh-oh. And it's a, it's a slightly...
1: I was already on my third when you suggested that we record tonight,
0: so... <laughs> so you gave I, up I, early. I, be, I bear
1: no responsibility.
0: Okay. I think this one's like a six point something. Which is pretty stand, average. Standard for, standard for, oh, days. 5.2. Actually, that's
1: no, not There bad. you go. Not so standard. Whatever.
0: All oh, right, uh, the staff can be seen in the videos wearing cowboy hats, bandanas, plaid shirts, <laughs> embroidered western shirts, blue jeans, denim shorts, and denim chaps. Russia, come on, don't take our tackiest shit.
1: Apparently, though, and I this comes up in the uh, the Miracle on Ice documentary that HBO did.
0: We watched that, right? Uh,
1: yes, I think we did. Um, uh well, Soviets at the time of mm-hmm. 1980, they had a thing for American jeans. Like, they loved American... Jeans they, are
0: pretty good well, he, attire-wise. But he
1: meant, like, like one of the players was saying, like, like, we all know these guys are here to trade jeans and just win a gold medal. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's what they were there to <laughs> do. They just want jeans.
0: <laughs> you know what?
1: Apparently, that, that, that was a big thing to Soviets, was American jeans. Okay. For some reason.
0: Jeans are a, a great piece of attire. However, for those of us who maybe have smaller waists and larger <laughs> rear ends, it's a little hard to find ones that fit. Just saying. I love it when
1: you do, though.
0: <laughs> I wonder if our listeners feel like they're they hearing prob- mom and dad flirting and might. are grossed out by it. They probably are. <laughs> That was sweet, though. All right, so the club had a dining area with tables and chairs for people to sit down at and eat and drink, and was licensed to have up to fifty people inside. That's not a large not that's that's not much manageable. People. It's like a restaurant, yeah. basically a small restaurant in Russia, the line between a restaurant and an oh okay, a restaurant and a nightclub is kind of blurry. When people go out to eat in Russia, they expect to have entertainment to watch while they are eating or drinking. The entertainment is usually singing or a musical act, but dancers are not unusual either. I kind of like that idea of, like, you go to dinner also with an expectation of entertainment. It's, like it's kind very, of fun. It's very um, Club Babaloo, very uh, Tropicana Desi Arnaz entertaining people while they're eating and drinking sort of a thing. Um, very old-fashioned sound. Very 1950s America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The club underwent renovations and was expanded in size from 2004 to 2006. And during that time, the city never inspected or did checks on the construction work being done. Shocker. So what could possibly go wrong? <laughs>
1: hey, you guys have uh, trees hanging from kindling the
0: kindling on the it's true, ceiling. Not
1: an actual tree. You have kindling mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling of this nightclub. You might want to consider getting rid of that. Maybe no. It'll be Oh, yeah, that's right. It will be. You're right. Here's a demerit.
0: (laughs) 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 The club originally was going to have big windows that could double as an emergency exit, but for unknown reasons, the windows were never put in, and the space where there would have been those windows was bricked up during the renovation project, leaving the club with only two exits. Oh, my God. Like,
1: I actually worked in a place that Oh, I, had know, two exits. I know. I <laughs> know. A
0: limited number of exits is never a good idea. No. Just <clears throat>
1: I'm get I'm uh, you're going with uh, to me you want at least 4. One on everyone. On every each side, end. right? Yep.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It was only later discovered that most of the building's technical documents, registration certificates and inventory numbers were... Were forgeries, and a significant number of the club's employees worked there illegally. So this operation was just imagine, all sorts of illegal. Also, imagine
1: being so good at Cyr- Cyrillic you can forge it. <laughs> it looks like
0: your native language. I know, but it looks like
1: it's forged anyway. Imagine, <laughs> imagine going beyond that. Like, why are there letters and Only numbers in the our same
0: eyes. word? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It was my voice too annoying in that. Marion. Madam Librarian. So That was like a Music Man reference. That was... Okay. That was the beer talking. Yeah,
1: I I didn't catch it.
0: The night of the fire. (laughs) We're moving on. On December 4th, 2009... She's... Wait, hold on a second. Okay, I'm going to trust... I'm going to trust that Leanne... it was probably like... Oh, yeah, she said 1 a.m. on December 5th. Okay, so... We're starting the previous evening. December 4th, 2009, the lame horse was celebrating its eighth anniversary, as I mentioned above. Thank you, Leanne. I love when I, like, don't read ahead and our listeners are like, it
1: surprised. Everybody. I know what you're
0: going to say, Rachel. So here. The club had hired three dance groups, a videographer company and a pirate, <laughs> pyrotechnics company. Don't like where this is going. For the party that night. So do you remember the capacity of the club?
1: Well, that was fifty people.
0: Yeah, three hundred people showed up. Yeah, that's not.
1: That's
0: that's six times. That is not, literally six times. Yeah. yeah.
1: It uh, sounds like it was a pretty big club. Like it sounds like fifty people was maybe too small for it, but they went a little too far with three hundred.
0: Who, who knows? No, she didn't give dimensions, so that's I don't sure, know. That's
1: true. The club they're talking about could be the size of this room, maybe, and, they, and just three
0: hundred people packed they, into it. They shoved it.
1: fifty people in there initially. Like, well, we can fit two hundred fifty <laughs> more. <times> this.
0: <laughs> So 300 people showed up for the party and were interviewed as they arrived in the foyer to put their coats in the coat check. Uh, In the video, the sign on the door asked guests not to bring their coats into the dining room. Probably because they needed the fucking space. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, they were interviewed by a member of the videography company, uh, Danila Kostin. Uh, Danila is a Russian version of Daniel He asked them if they wanted to wish the club a happy birthday, say hello to a loved one, share any good memories they had at the club, etc. Some of the guests were too shy and sort of just scurried off, while others gladly hammed it up for the camera. That just sounds like a cross-section of average people. Uh, So, again, this is from... uh, Leanne wrote this. My boyfriend said a few of them sounded pretty drunk. Well, yeah. I mean, you're there for like a club A night celebration yeah yeah i i i don't know what she means to some people who I'm drunk
1: <laughs> <laughs> what could it be
0: i have never sounded drunk no. have i ever no. in my life <laughs> 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 it's usually once the hiccups start okay At about the 1630 mark of the video, Alexander Titlianov comes on and teases Danila by pretending to interview him and jokes, ugh, he's going to grab his balls. Nice guy. sure. Yeah, why not? Nice guy. Nice guy, this Titlianov. Danila laughs off this borderline sexual harassment. I would argue over the line sexual harassment, but anyway. The beginning of this video almost makes you forget that in under a half an hour, or an hour half, oh, 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 sorry. (laughs) In under an hour, half the people in the club will be dead or dying. Sorry, didn't mean to laugh right before saying that. I just didn't understand what she was saying at first. The video then cuts to the floor to show what happened around 1 a.m. on December 5th. Mm. Oh, this is so sad. The dance group. Groups do all their routines together to a remixed version of Queen's We Will Rock You. That's a joyous song. It's not meant to be associated with tragedy.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Moira. I
0: know I went Moira Rose for some reason. Anyway, one does some kind of ballroom meets ballet style of dance, the other does break dancing, while the third one does some arm movements and walks seductively. I think that Leanne is probably doing a really damn good job of just exactly describing what these videos show. At the 27 minute mark, the pyrotechnic people shoot off mm. cold flame pyrotechnics into the air eight times. Okay, real quick just enclosed spaces are not the place for pyrotechnics. Ever. Ever.
1: Pretty much ever, but unless that. Enclosed space has like a, a five, has like a five hundred foot high ceiling. Even then, it's not great. But
0: well, I've told you about like I probably have even mentioned on the pod. God damn like we're on episode one eighty. Yeah, yeah. They did the the pyrotechnics on the floor and even up in the nosebleeds. You, you could, could feel, feel the heat. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever? Um, I'm just putting off the inevitable tragedy. Did I ever uh, play you the Miami Heat song that hmm? was popular back in the nineties? I already know it. I what is it?
1: Uh, something about the Miami Heat. No! (laughs) I I actually knew...
0: It's a... Can you feel the heat down in your soul? I feel the heat down in my soul. Can you feel it? I feel it. Miami heat.
1: That sounds like a Miami Heat song. It was
0: really shitty. <laughs> yeah. Even by 90s standards, it was even shit. Even by
1: Miami standards. Yes. <laughs> have even to...
0: by <laughs> Miami 90s standards, <laughs> yes. which are notoriously loud. Yeah, they're
1: they're yes. no sound machine now, are they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on, baby, come on, baby, do the conga. <laughs> it's even worse. All right. Uh, so they shot... Cold flame pyrotechnics into the air eight times as the people counted up to eight. Oh, I guess it's one, mm-hmm. two, I gotcha. And then the MC of the party, Vladislav Konopatkin, comes out and welcomes everyone to the party. So this is at the beginning, I guess, or like the kickoff. A brand new employee at the club, Andrey Kostrulyov, uh, who you can see in the video working at a table near the entrance said he saw a glow on the ceiling behind the twigs or kindling uh, not too long after the pyrotechnics got shot off and someone even tried to throw a glass of water at it. So somebody in the crowd even saw this and was like, he decided to ignore it after that because no Mm -hmm. one else was worried about it and he thought someone else would take care Mm of it. That is one of the sort of like shared us, Someone else will deal with Somebody it, will get it. feeling.
1: Somebody will throw a glass of water at it, and it'll be fine. Oh my
0: god, that's the um, there's Bare- barely
1: a... an inconvenience.
0: <laughs> yeah, what was that from?
1: That's from that YouTube show, the pitch meeting.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, but that reminds me so much of like. And this is why I have I have to take responsibility for the world's problems. Um,
1: (laughs) Growing up,
0: yes, growing up in the evangelical church, uh, our pastor did a whole thing about like, um, you know, when when people say like, oh, somebody should take care of that, that's when you should say, I am somebody, you know. But Mm -hmm. in this case, actually, if you see a fire going on, maybe so. Uh, so uh, this is Vladislav. He went back into the he went to the backstage room where the dance groups were having a break. Meanwhile, in the main dining area, the MC asked if anyone had a birthday that night and asked that they come up on stage. By the way, my birthday is exactly two weeks away. Yes, it is. Should we record on my birthday? Yeah, why not? The the It'll Christmas episode. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun to tease it. Um, I. I believe I described it to you as action park meets Christmas mm-hmm. minus the casualties. It's I'm, I'm very excited about our, our next episode. Um, additional shout out to Alex for the topic suggestion. It's nice. a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be bonkers. Okay, so uh, so they were asking people like uh, if it's your birthday, come up on the stage. Two women came up, but one of them said it wasn't her birthday, but that she had moved to Pjarm eight years ago that day. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess when the club opened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. According to the cameraman, in a later interview, three minutes and 22 seconds passed between the first spark hitting the ceiling and when the fire went out of control. That's actually a really long time. They could have probably evacuated the whole... Yeah. Oof. While the MC was talking to the women on stage, he noticed the fire on the ceiling and announced, ladies and gentlemen, we are on fire. Please move towards the exits, which I don't know if that like I, I can't tell inflection based on I, uh, the video obviously would show it better. But the club only had two exits, but only one was known to the club goers because there were no exit signs for emer- or emergency lighting. And from what I heard in the video, no fire alarm. According to Leanne, Ugh.
1: probably not. I mean, this, yeah, because all
0: sorts of non-compliant. With because code. if there
1: had already been fire on the ceiling, you would think by mm-hmm. that time a fire alarm would have gone. A off. smoke
0: alarm <laughs> certainly, yeah, would have caught that. Absolutely, Demetrius. Demetrius. There he goes. It's his turn to be the little shit. Go on. Go on. Go, go, go. Watch the deal. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Um, mm, mm, mm. Fire first, on the ceiling. That's right. And, so no, and no fire alarm. Mm-hmm. At first, people began to leave calmly, but then thick black smoke began filling the club quickly and traveled through the vents. Mm.
1: And that's how the dancers
0: in the backstage room were alerted to the fire, when smoke began billowing through the through the vents. Can you imagine not... Like, being in an area of a building... <clears throat> that itself is not immediately on fire. It's like another room. Mm-hmm. And then you just see smoke start coming in through the vents. That's fucking uh, scary I, as shit.
1: I can't imagine that because luckily the building I work in now has all sorts of things to prevent that. Mm. So.
0: Well, good. At least they're up to code. And the building Jeez. I worked in
1: before when I was at my last company, uh-huh. you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. It's all... All that stuff has been worked out ahead of time.
0: Well, they're not off the books, all books, like this place was, clearly. Right. Well, that's Jeez. what I'm saying.
1: That's the difference. Yeah.
0: Uh, they were lucky. So the dancers backstage were lucky enough to be right next to the unmarked exit, but smoke filled the smoke filled the room so quickly that they were forced to use their cell phones as flashlights and sure. barely made it out alive. Oh, my God. The back exit did have items in the way, which would have been a fire code violation and probably would have caused a crush if more people went through there. So it's almost like even if people knew that it was there, it maybe would have ended in even worse tragedy. Yeah. And this is already But it's also possible there wouldn't have been as many deaths. In the main dining room, everyone who had previously crowded around the stage to watch the floor show ran for the main exit, causing a stampede and a bottleneck. The evacuation was slowed down even more by one leaf of the cl- Oh, so like one, one side of the club's double doors being sealed shut. So it was a single door exit. The smoke was made even more toxic by the burning polystyrene and plastic decorations. God, mm-hmm. like just stop hanging up plastic shit, everybody. Jesus Christ. And Merry Christmas because there's a lot of plastic <laughs> shit out there. <laughs> The fire department was only 100 meters, or 109 yards, away. Oh, well, that's a good monkey. So, one of the staff who had escaped out the back exit ran to the fire department, knocked on the door, and told the firefighters on duty about the fire. Two firefighters ran there on foot while the fire engine arrived one minute later. Sure. The fire was extinguished pretty quickly, but the horror was not over. One fire... Oh, I think we're going to get into bad Mm -hmm. stuff. One firefighter described going into the club and seeing bodies piled up at the door to the foyer and bodies that were twisted up in the chairs and tables. On video taken outside, a man can be heard saying, Fuck me, my wife is inside. Mm -hmm. A woman can be heard calling her mother, telling her to call an ambulance... And one man can be seen performing CPR on what I'm assuming is his wife saying, Marinichka breath. Uh, Marinichka is an effective nickname for Marina, something you would only call someone you knew very well, like a child or significant other. Uh, so that's what made me think she was his wife. Again, remember me refers to Leanne because she wrote the script. Um, she provided. Oh, here's a diagram Okay. You can yeah, kind of see the light. That is pretty small. That's actually that's really small for three hundred people. A lot of people packed there. in there. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Um. Oh my God! Here, look at this. This this is the actual size of it.
1: Yeah, it's a tiny it's little tini- place. It's a hole in the looks wall. Like, looks like an Elks Club.
0: Yeah, and there it is before the fire. And uh, yeah. spoiler alert, but exterior before mm-hmm. fire. After the fire, mm. Mm. and then uh, oh in the video they were giving out these CDs to guests. It says "Happy Birthday, Lame Horse." Oh, okay. And then like a uh, um, exterior after the fire.
1: And all the memorials. All the memorial stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awful. Oh, so anyway, uh, the Marinchka, the the man who was talking to a woman they called Marinchka, he did succeed in getting to her to open her eyes and start breathing again. But I'm not sure if she survived. <sighs> God, this shit is brutal. Fire,
1: fire is just
0: fire is just awful. horrible. Like I don't. It's awful
1: because it can kill you in several different ways, and neither of them are pleasant.
0: None of them are pleasant, and uh, it's just horrid. The ambulances took 20 minutes to arrive because the hospitals in Piarm Cry were woefully understaffed and underprepared, so they didn't have enough ambulance drivers to drive the ambulances. Some... Oh my goodness, Demetrius. Do you want to be an ambulance driver? Is that what you're saying?
1: There
0: he is. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, now you hush. So some people ended up having to drive burn victims to the hospital in their own cars. Mm. The hospitals in the city didn't have enough beds, so some people had to wait up to two and a half hours to get into the intensive care units. It was later discovered that a majority of the ventilators in the hospitals were worn down and didn't work. None of them had a surfactant drug vital for treating upper respiratory burns, Mm -hmm. and eight out of the 10 hospitals Eight out of ten hospitals didn't have proper operating or anesthesiology equipment. Fifty five people died in the hospital. Oh my god. Yeah. That's 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 a of all the places, shocking number. Of all the
1: places where something like that should be preventable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know. It's like, oh, we made it to the hospital. Everything is going to be fine now. So
0: basically, roughly a hundred people died on the scene. Mm-hmm. A third of, or, or you know, a third of the total people—fifty people—made <clears throat> it to the hospital and, then and, died. and died. That's awful. Um, and that included the club's co-founder Alexander Titlianov. He died. Mm-hmm. He was burned over eighty percent of his body. Transferred to a hospital in Moscow, where he died four days later. Mm. And when people die in hospital, too, that it's like it's usually worse because it means they're suffering in the meantime to some extent. Sure. Oh, so 101 people died at the scene, mostly from smoke inhalation. 78 were injured, but some of those injuries were devastating. One woman ugh, suffered severe brain damage from the smoke and was left in a vegetative state. Mm. Her husband escaped unscathed. Only because he had gone outside to smoke a cigarette. God, does that sound like something that could happen to us? Jesus Mm. Christ. I wasn't going to say that, but let's, yeah. Well, we're not going anywhere right now, so we're fine. (laughs) He did take care of her for a while, even taking her to Germany for more advanced medical care, which he paid for out of his own pocket, but in cor- according to his mother-in-law and brother-in-law, Anatoly Zak, had offered him a job at a company promising him a lot of money for his wife and the other victims of the fire. So the husband ended up abandoning his brain-damaged wife and their two children in 2014. And the wife's brother ended up being her caretaker. Ugh. The husband was later convicted of financial fraud. No, no, Jesus. And they never received any money from Anatoly Zak. Another woman who went out with her girlfriends as a part of a bachelorette party was badly injured in the stampede and was in a coma for almost a month with multiple broken bones, and I'm guessing some brain damage because her speech was difficult to understand. Three of her friends died that night. One of the dancers later found out her father had gone to the club that night to watch her dance without telling her and was among the oh, dead. This sucks. This is the this is awful. We,
1: is is that the end of that oh, part of it? We're
0: almost there. Uh. The police criticized the staffers who escaped out the back for not doing enough to save people. I'm sorry. What is that a is that a requirement of a job to run into a burning building? Oh yeah, if you're a firefighter. <laughs> ah. One of the staff had ran back in to try to save others and ended up dying, leaving behind a girlfriend who was because pregnant with their child. Because that's what happens
1: yeah. when you run back into exactly a exactly right. building. And
0: that's why as, you, as don't, a, as you a, don't shame as civilians for not doing As a civilian,
1: that. your job is to get out of the building. Get that out. That is your only job. That
0: is correct. Get yourself it's out. It's up
1: to others mm-hmm. to take it from it's there. It's up to
0: professionals. Yes. You can do it as safely as humanly possible.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Oh my God. Forty five
1: but I don't know how you would I don't know how I would feel standing out. I would probably want to go back in. But I'd also know Well and one
0: guy did and and But I would also
1: know that that is exactly how you die. Yeah. Like they teach you that very early. Like once you get out, stay out. Yeah. We'll take it from here. You know, it's
0: Forty four children lost one parent and fifteen children lost both parents. So after the fire, mass and now we're done with the I know they're getting brutal after the fire, mass inspections of nightclubs were carried out across Russia. And it turned out that similar safety violations existed in a large number of clubs across the country (laughs) at
1: every other club. And, and I'm, pr- I'm probably being generous.
0: Right. And according to one news article, over 18% of all nightclubs across Russia were closed down within 11 months after the tragedy. Well, good. Okay. does that sound That's like um, Republica Cromagnon? From- yes. Like, they just shut learning that shit a- down.
1: Learning from a tragedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rush, uh, the, they could have reopened after all the outrage died down, but I can't say for sure. The state Duma, uh, Russia's parliament, did draft legislation that would regulate pyrotechnics and require buildings to have fire insurance, but none of this was ever made law. Vladimir Putin promised the families of the dead would receive 500,000 rubles or $7,639.
1: He literally could have just given them that out of his own pocket. Do, Do you realize that most people consider him to be the richest person in the world? Really? Yes.
0: Like... Beyond Bezos and Musk and yes. the whole nine.
1: Yep. The it is it is Dubai widely considered from are. all his hidden assets and all the shit he has all over the oh, place.
0: Oh, I gotcha. That he is gotcha. most
1: likely the richest person on earth.
0: Fuck Vladimir Putin. New fuckface for many for many
1: reasons. Russia but.
0: fuckface. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, and those who were injured in the fire would receive four hundred thousand rubles or six thousand one hundred eleven. Yeah, he's
1: literally got that like in a like in his pocket.
0: Fuck rich people. Eat the rich.
1: Yep.
0: Eat the fucking rich. If you're going to go to
1: insane standards like that, then yeah, I have no problem Mm. with it. If you have like a couple million dollars, yeah, whatever. That's fine. If you have hundreds of millions of dollars, like, yeah, I'm not with it. Like, what do you need that for? Nothing. Oh, we know what you need it for. Power.
0: Yep. Your own fuck. Yeah. All right. So nearly everyone in Pyamkrei's government resigned or was fired except for the governor. And as you know, the fish a fish rots from the head down as they say, right? Supposed to. Multiple states and city fi- multiple state and city fire inspectors, the supplier of the pyrotechnics, the Lame Horse's executive director, art director and surviving co-founder Anatoly Zak were all arrested. Zach was caught at the airport in a nearby city trying Good. to leave the country with an Israeli passport when he was arrested. That reminds me of the Rana Plaza. Mm-hmm. The guy was like caught at the border. At the border. Fuck those cowardly fuckers! All of
1: but the Rana Plaza guy was actually involved in the collapse. He got away. I don't know if you remember that at all.
0: Uh, but it doesn't either way. It does sure. not matter. I'm just it's saying. just yeah. um, like here's the thing. Like, I deal with people's money on the rig, and when I make a mistake, which thankfully they've all been very small and easy to correct, mistakes, I fucking take responsibility. Too sweet, as it were. My first instinct is not do, to run for the <laughs> fucking border. That's right.
1: That's because you're a good human being.
0: Oh my god.
1: Do you think any of Trump's kids, if they made a mistake with somebody's money, would be to tell them about it? They'd be like, oh, whatever. <sighs> Shoot
0: the rich, eat the rich, do whatever you want. All of his assets.
1: Hello, CIA.
0: <laughs> Hi, friends. Hello, Thanks NSA. we're
1: for, for also getting in on this patch. <laughs> do
0: you find my voice annoying, CIA? If you do, you're welcome to leave one star. They're the you.
1: ones. They're the ones. Maybe that have been... Marian
0: yes. is the fucking CIA. Yes. no.
1: That's what they've all been. All the one star oh. reviews are from the CIA. <gasps> the CIA
0: is trolling
1: me. They are.
0: All of his assets were seized by the government and might have been used in the compensation money, but I'm not certain. The two lower-ranking fire inspectors were sentenced to four and five years in prison. The head fire inspector was only given a fine that he never paid. (laughs) So how effective was that, I wonder? (laughs) Very
1: effective, obviously.
0: Uh, the two suppliers of the pyrotechnics were also given four and five years in prison. The club's executive director was sentenced to four years in prison. The art director was sentenced to six years in prison, and Anatoly Zak was sentenced to nine years and ten months in prison. All of them have since been released from prison, and Anatoly Zak moved to Israel after being released. Just like fucking flee the country. Why not?
1: He's so- like, let me let me go to another criminal state. <laughs> They'll protect me.
0: Oh, fighting words.
1: Well, that's true.
0: I don't know enough to be able to speak intelligently. Sadly, I do. <laughs> the lame horse has since been torn down <clears throat> and nothing is left to tell you that this is where the club once stood. Except for the memorial right across the street where the names and ages of the dead are carved in three sides of a piece of granite steel. Uh, Maybe it's Stelle. I apologize. I don't know. S-T-E-L-E word. In a television interview with survivors ten years later two of the survivors, Danila Kostin and Andrey Kostrulyov, commented on the Winter Cherry Shopping Mall fire oh, t- it was ten years later, so that must have just been last year, Winter Cherry see this is how little I remember about any of our given disasters, but anyway um, and lamented that it seemed nothing had changed in Russia since the Lame Horse fire According to worldlifeexpectancy.com, Russia has a fire death rate of 7.94 per 100,000.
1: This doesn't sound good. The
0: United States, by comparison, has a fire death rate of 0.73 per 100,000.
1: Hey, at least we get something right over here. People and, don't die in fires over here.
0: Well, we get something better than Russia, that's all. Uh, and that, my friends, was the story of the lame uh, horse nightclub fire. Not, Damn, I don't Leon. like that story at all. Damn. But you know what? What I really appreciate, like with the winter cherry and with this and with our listeners who, first of all, anyone who is willing to share links or um, make suggestions or, or do so Or just
1: listen to us.
0: Or listen to us. 140 episodes in three weeks, right? Um, uh, but the listeners who provide us with um, research that we couldn't do, because I couldn't do all this research that like is primarily in russian google translate will only go so far
1: right it'll only do so much yeah
0: so that i really i really appreciate that um but to be clear i really appreciate everybody who contributes but specifically this episode thank you leanne that was awful (laughs) yeah that's why i'm gonna say not thank
1: you leanne that was awful no no. i'm kidding thank you because it
0: was awful because that's what we've we've fucking said we were gonna do Mm -hmm. this isn't called all all happy times podcast it is not we need to do a an all good things soon
1: well that's what will be uh next up correct after this one comes
0: out well, no, it's going to be just a regular all bad things episode, but it's going to be very lighthearted. Okay. I mean, an actual all good things episode.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. It's
0: it's hard to it's it harder to while. find I, <laughs> topics had, about good things. I have it?
1: no, I've I've had several topics in my mind. Have you? Yeah. Well,
0: I think you I, I think out. I think
1: we'll greenlight the uh, because uh our loyal fans know when we do an all good things, we just put it out. Mm-hmm. There's no. It'll no just, rhyme or reason. It'll just come out.
0: Mm-hmm. Might be out before this is. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We yeah. don't. <laughs> I, I've,
1: I've got a I've got a good topic for it. Okay. I think we're due for one. Right. Overdue for one.
0: It's going to get a little lighter next week. Actually, it's going to get way lighter next week. And then a the Survivor-sode. And then it's going to get dark as shit again. Welcome 2021 uh, to the club. That was
1: 2020. <sighs> well, 2021 is where we'll... Uh... I think collectively as a world, people are looking to put twenty twenty past them. I think that's why you saw Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> well that that happens you know. pretty It does but, but I I
1: think more often than it happened this year. Like people are just there's there is no moving on though. Let's let's keep that in perspective. We, like there's I, I mean from oh. this past year. Like we shouldn't entirely move on from it.
0: No, we need to learn exactly. and improve
1: exactly. after this year. I yeah. doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. Um,
0: but David, haven't you heard Biden is like a fucking left wing nut? I don't know if you've heard this. People are saying.
1: People are saying that he's very left of center. That That is if your center is already at fascists. Then, then he's left of center. Left okay. Of... okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Then he's left of that.
0: Uh, It's it's
1: already, like, and I have declined to, I'm still letting people, okay, let's get through the holidays, let's get through the new year. About two weeks before the inauguration, I'm going to put things out on Facebook, like, okay, this is what's really going to happen during a Biden presidency. And the answer to that question is nothing.
0: Or we're priming ourselves for a worse 2024 than Trump could have ever shown us.
1: Most likely, Mm. but anyway, that's a topic for another day. We've already had Um, depressing enough uh, conversation in this topic and in this story. Yes, that we don't need to get onto that.
0: But well done, Leanne. Thank you very very much. much. Very well done. Excellent writing as well. Oh yes, absolutely, and um, really grateful too because that that really oh yes uh somebody nightclub
1: fires just suck
0: they do they They really really do they're never good really Um, bad and someone asked me recently like do you guys take a listener submitted script yes yes yes, we do oh my god if you're new it's a a hard yes on that Do
1: you want to write something and send it to us (laughs) go for it feel free
0: because trust me we
1: are going to be getting into it in the next couple of months regardless Mm. because it's tax season coming up
0: feckin right okay
1: so, we should probably close this episode. Oh, yes, we need to. So that was the 2009 Lame Horse Nightclub Fire. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.